Hey, I'm sex, love, and relationship therapist, Dr. Laura Berman. And for the last 30 years, I've been helping people just like you learn to love and be loved better. Welcome to the Language of Love Bites, where I tackle your most asked questions and requested topics. These episodes are designed to be fun, quick, and to the point. It's time we all become fluent in the language of love. The lens through which you view the world is pretty much everything. It colors your entire reality. Let me just give you a simple example. Let's take the weather, rain, all right? Two people, Sarah and Angel, okay? Two totally different life experiences. Both wake up on a rainy, stormy day. Angel looks outside and thinks, oh, it's raining and that makes me feel so cozy and I just want to snuggle up inside with blankets and watch movies or I just feel like it makes me feel fuzzy and warm inside, right? When they see a rainy day. When Sarah sees a rainy day, she feels tightness. She feels anxiety. She feels PTSD symptoms. Why? Because she has a lot of traumatic memories of rainy days when her key caretakers, maybe her mother or her father, experienced a lot of depression and the rain and storms triggered them for some reason and they would act out and be aggressive or cruel to her. Or maybe she experienced some trauma, a car accident or an abusive episode or something horrible happened on a rainy, stormy day, and that synapse connection was made. So forevermore, the lens that she wears or views rain through is that of trauma, while Angel's is, and I don't mean that, it's a coincidence, I just made up the name Angel. (laughs) Angel has the good experience, Sarah has the bad. That was an accident, but in Angel's situation, that actually, the lens he's wearing as he looks at the rain is actually something that triggers a really sweet memory, right? So that's kind of in a general sense how lens works, but let's even look at how it works in your relationship. If you have made a decision consciously or unconsciously that your partner is selfish or doesn't really care about your needs or is unkind or careless or you know, pick your poison here, you are now wearing that lens and you are going to find evidence for that everywhere. So I often share this example. I don't think I've shared it with you before, but this was many, many years ago. I've been married for 20 years now, but my kids were really small. Several years, you know, maybe five, seven years into the relationship at a point where I was traveling way too much. I was traveling like crazy. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was exhausted. I wasn't home enough. My husband was filling in with the kids who were very small when I was traveling And I'd just been on a long trip and the airline was delayed and it was the middle of the night when I finally got in and I just was aching with exhaustion. And I was filled with frustration from the long, arduous, complicated travel that had gotten sidetracked along the way. And I was feeling resentful of how much I was traveling. So I'm already wearing a lens of frustration and victimhood, let's just say. And as I pull up to the house in the middle of the light, of the night, the porch light was off. And 
I had actually discussed with my husband, I don't know how to come up, but by this point, my husband knew that the light being on was a symbol to me for lots of reasons. From when I was a little girl, the porch light on meant someone was expecting you home. Someone was aware that you were gone. Someone wanted you to have an easy view coming into the house and was aware that you'd be coming into the house even after they were asleep or whatever. It was just a sign of welcome, awareness of me, concern for me, whatever. And the porch light was off and oh my gosh, you would have thought <laughs> that I had, you know, that he had cheated on me or something. I was so mad. And he was already asleep when I came home. So were the kids. It was the middle of the night. And the next day I was still steaming. And before I could even say anything, he's like, oh, yeah, the kids were both sick last night. They have some sort of stomach flu. We had barely fallen asleep. Finally, I think by the time you got in and I was so out of it, I didn't even turn on the porch light. I barely even made it to bed or something like that. And it immediately became apparent that he was aware he meant to turn on the porch light. He intended to turn on the porch light and the kids being sick got in the way. So, of course, he didn't turn on the porch light. and. It was such a moment for me. And I didn't, you know, I didn't end up complaining to him because I understood that I had been making all of this meaning out of him being, you know, that he was careless, that he didn't care, that he just went to sleep and wasn't thinking about me. Meanwhile, he'd been in the trenches with our kids puking all over him. And that was the reason. So we make this decision about our partners and then we wear that we're wearing that lens, whatever decision or whatever story you're telling yourself, you're wearing that lens. So what do you do about it? Right? Like, what do you do in that situation? Well, I think the first thing is to recognize what lens you're wearing. If you notice that you're having a strong visceral reaction to the rain or to something, some way someone interacts with you or something that other people are not reacting the same to, you know there's a trigger there, right? Hey, don't forget to go to drlauraberman.com. You can find so much great information there and sign up for my newsletter so you get weekly updates on how to love and be loved better. And also on my website, you can get my brand new ebook, You're Not Crazy, You're Just Ascending. It's a practical guide to spiritual awakening that many of us are going through right now. And it's enough to make you feel crazy. So check it out. I'm here for you. Always helping you learn to love and be loved better. And in those cases, you can shift your lens a little bit. You can make a different choice. You can try on a different lens, but you do need to be careful not to what's called spiritually bypass because a lot of teachers out there will say, well, just, you know, change it to a better feeling story and everything will be fine. That definitely helps in your relationship. Like if I decided at that point, my husband didn't turn on the porch light. If I had been in a place where I was like, okay, my husband is an amazing father and an amazing partner, and he really cares, and he's expending so much energy on the care and comfort of our family, I'm going to look at him through that lens of appreciation. I wouldn't even notice the porch light. I'd be finding all sorts of evidence just by virtue of where my attention goes is where energy flows, right? I would have found so much evidence about all the things he's doing right. So we can definitely be in choice like that in our relationship. We can choose 
to wear a more generous lens. But when it comes to like a trauma reaction or a pain reaction, or as Michael Singer, who wrote The Untethered Soul, one of my favorite books, talks about the emotional thorns, these kind of invisible thorns that cover us from our traumas and dramas and pains and rejections and losses and whatever else from our childhood on. When those thorns are touched, if we're not conscious of those thorns, if we don't excavate those thorns, if we haven't, then when they're touched, we're going to have a reaction, right? So in those cases, I don't think it pays to be like, oh, just go to a better feeling story because you're bypassing the wound, right? So back to Sarah saying to Sarah, okay, Sarah, so the rain is associated with this trauma you experience. Now I want you to just decide, choose something beautiful, focus on all the flowers that are being watered when the rain comes or go outside and play in the rain and change the memories. All of that could work and could help, but you aren't, it's a band-aid. You aren't getting to the core issue. And the core issue is that there's some trauma there that needs to be cleared. Even if she's already done some trauma work, which in many cases we haven't, but even if she has and she's cleared all sorts of stuff related to that trauma, rain is one more layer of the onion that now she can heal and reprocess with the help of somatic experiencing or talk therapy or her own soul retrieval work, shamanic soul retrieval, whatever it is that gets you sort of to process for me, it's a combination of all of those, but to process the old traumas and dramas and pains and rejections. And by traumas, I mean big T traumas and little T traumas, and we all have millions of them. If we're going to be conscious, if we're going to wear an authentic, generous lens of love in our lives, which by the way, creates a life of love. When we wear the lens of love, that's what we see. That's what we experience. That's what we put out to the world. If we're really going to be able to do that, then we have to clear the way for it. And the way we do that is by clearing and healing and claiming the traumas, the big T traumas and the little T traumas. And when you can, when you can become conscious, and I think it's a lifelong process. I mean, I've cleared so many of my lenses, but it's a process. And then all of a sudden I'll realize, oh, I was looking through that through the lens of feeling less than or feeling unworthy or this time that X, Y, or Z happened to me or my parents did X, Y, or Z to me or whatever it was, right? So that's, it's a lifelong process, but you do hit a critical mass where your lens has been cleared enough that you are living in love and you are manifesting your reality from that place. You are viewing the world through a generous, authentic lens, and you are attracting that into your world as well, because we all attract into our worlds and our reality what is a frequency match for where we're vibrating, right? So the more you can wear an authentic lens of love, the more your life becomes love in every way you can imagine. So just pay attention to your lens, question it, consider it, try on a more generous lens when you can. Do it in your little ways at home or with your family, with your kids, with your friends. Try it for a day. Just make a decision. Today, I'm going to look at this person through the lens of appreciation or through the lens of all the things they're doing right or for the lens of maybe the ways that they 
are showing up for me or the ways that they are a good person or the ways that they are kind, considerate, loving, whatever that is, you choose. And that doesn't negate anything they do wrong. And I'm not saying to do this in an abusive relationship or a really toxic relationship because for doing that, then we're actually finding excuses to stay in a toxic situation. But all other things being equal, if you're just feeling discontented and frustrated and resentful and distant in your love life, changing the lens that you view your partner through, even just for a few hours, can change everything. And when you notice that you're having a strong, visceral, emotional reaction to something that doesn't make sense, you're probably wearing the lens of trauma. Use that as a doorway to reveal the path to a new level of healing. Hopefully that makes sense to you. You let me know if you have any questions about it. And if you like this, make sure to subscribe to The Language of Love with Dr. Laura Berman. And I'll see you next time. I'm always here to help you learn to love and be loved better. Bye.